Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Oakland A's UK podcast. I'm your host Matt Smith and we're recording this on Monday the 10th of February 2020. In our opening short salvo, I'm flying solo and explaining the grand plan behind this new venture, what you can expect from us as the 2020 Major League Baseball season approaches. By way of introduction, for those not already acquainted with us, Windows UK is, kind of as you'd guess I suspect, a community built by UK-based fans of the Oakland Athletics MLB team. Dom, Hannah and myself, we found each other on Twitter probably about five or six years ago now, I think, and we kind of just kept each other amused whether in victory or defeat during A's games. But in June 2017, we took an extra step. It was put out there by other members of the MLB UK community that there wasn't a dedicated Twitter account for A's UK. So Dom took the lead in setting up the Twitter account at Oakland AUK. And Hannah and I quickly joined in on the fun. One thing led to another and off we went. Dom started up a Facebook group. Hannah launched an Instagram account. And at the beginning of last year, I started up an Oakland AUK YouTube channel too. Some would say that means we've already got more than enough on our plates. Others would say, why haven't you got a podcast? And indeed, others have said, why haven't you got a podcast? So... And now we have a podcast. The plan we have for the podcast is to link into the other main addition to our A's UK adventures this year. I did a few live streams on the YouTube channel and also on Periscope last year. Just getting my feet wet, really. It's something we want to do a lot more of in 2020. And I spent the last couple of months trialling out various bits and bobs, both technical stuff and also graphics and things like that, so that we can put together a hopefully quite a unique live YouTube show for A's fans to enjoy. The plan is, when schedules allow, to do maybe two live streams a week, basing it around the A's day games. So day games in America are evening games for us in the UK. So they're prime viewing for us here in the UK. And that likely will mean doing one on a Wednesday or a Thursday in the midweek, and then doing a live stream on the Sunday. So what I'm planning to do from there, we'll take the audio from those two live streams, edit together the best bits, add in some other unique content for the podcast and put it all together up here. So hopefully it will be a fun podcast in its own right and also work really well as a great complement to the live streams. That will mean, if everything works out well, we'll be publishing a podcast most Mondays from this point onwards all the way through the rest of the season, with some bonus shows alongside as and when the mood takes us. Intros over then, let's get to some A's baseball. It's been all quiet on the A's front in recent weeks, to be honest, but that's all about to change. The A's pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training camp in Arizona this coming Wednesday on the 12th. And that group, of course, will include one Mike Fires. Fires now is known as a man who knocked the Astros garbage cans all over the place this offseason. Probably a good job he didn't do it at the time. And whilst most sensible people have praised him for blowing the whistle, on the Astro sign-stealing scandal. Others are painting him as public enemy number one for snitching on his ex-teammates. We're starting to see a bit more feedback from all of their ongoing saga 
as teams start getting ready for spring training. Most importantly, AJ Hinchley, now ex-Houston Astros manager, did a sit-down interview with Tom Verducci on the MLB Network this past weekend. Lots of things he talked about. He did seem quite contrite about it all, although you have to say he could have done a lot more at the time if he was actually that against what they were doing. But there was an interesting bit when Tom Fiducci raised the point about Mike Fires blowing the whistle, coming out publicly and revealing things about his ex-teammates in a way that usually is frowned upon within Major League Baseball. And this is what AJ Hinch said. He said, I wish I would have had an environment and a culture that was better for him, as in fires, to have come to me in real time. I wish I could have done better to maybe get that nudge to make better leadership decisions. He then went on to say, I understand that there are going to be people on both sides of the argument about what should have happened. But I haven't talked to Mike since 2018 and 2019. So what will it mean? Well, the Astros will be coming out of hiding for their spring training camp soon enough. And it's an interesting scenario there because, as always, it's pitchers and catchers who report first. And in theory, those are the guys who would be less directly um, benefiting from that. And the fact that the Astros were stealing signs is something that likely would make some of those pitchers uncomfortable. We've already seen some evidence of that from Charlie Morton, who... Covered was on the Rays, of course, but played for the Astros and won the World Series with the Astros alongside Mike Fires. He spoke about the saga over the past weekend at a Rays fan festing, and he essentially took the line that he knew what was going on and he was uncomfortable with it at the time, and he regrets the fact that he didn't do more to stop it there and then. <laughs> we'll see what the Astros come out with when they get into spring training this coming week. Mike Fires politely declined to go into too much detail about it all during a recent AIDS FanFest weekend. Yet you suspect he's going to have to deal with it in an interview this coming week, addressing it early in camp to, as far as possible, stop it overshadowing everything through February and March. Now, we don't know quite what Mike Fires is going to say at the time, but what I'd love him to do is to walk into the press conference with a sheet of paper, sit down and solemnly tell everyone... I've just got a pre-prepared statement to read you all. And then he just reads out the lyrics to Firestarter by the Prodigy. That would be a great way to deal with it, wouldn't it? He'd just sit there and say, I'm the trouble starter, a punkin instigator. I'm the fear addicted, a danger illustrated. I'm Mike Firestarter, a twisted Firestarter. You're a Firestarter, Astros, twisted Firestarters. Whether Fires comes up with something like that or something a little less creative, we'll have to wait and see. But we won't have too long to find out. Let's look around the rest of Major League Baseball then. And the main story is going to come out of the AL West with the Astros being led by new manager Dusty Baker. Now, you can't help but enjoy the fact that Dusty Baker is in charge of the Astros now from a British point of view. It may need a bit of explaining, but just bear with me. Back in the 1980s, there was a TV quiz show on ITV called 321, hosted by a bloke called Ted Rogers. Now, Rogers isn't the main thing here. It's the show's mascot, who was called Dusty Bin. In the UK, if you listen from the 
United States, what you guys call a garbage can, we call a dustbin. So the idea in this show, if it all went badly for the contestants, their booby prize was to win a new dustbin. And that meant the show's mascot, the main character of the show, was this dustbin with legs called Dusty Bin. And funnily enough, he had a dog called Garbage too. So I'm likely to be referring to Dusty Baker as Dusty Bin for most of the season coming up, sometimes by accident, but mostly on purpose. There's no doubt that Baker is going to have to call on all of his experience because he's got a big job on in Martian and the troops for the Astros. It would be very easy for them to close ranks and go into a siege mentality mindset, which can work and particularly can work in a short tournament format. But for a long marathon Major League Baseball season, taking that mindset all the way is probably going to do them more harm than good. So we'll see what Baker says, what Baker comes out with, how he addresses the team in his first announcement as their manager at spring training. And just the general mood and a general tone around the Astros, because we all know how much talent they've got in the field. But... What are they going to be like as a collective with all of this overshadowing what they've done so far in the past few years? How are they going to cope with all of the, the finger pointing and all of the barracking by fans that's going to come their way? Elsewhere in the American League West, we don't yet know if the Angels will be adding another outfielder or not. It looked like they were going to be adding Jock Peterson from the Dodgers as part of the big 14 mega trade on chain thing with the Red Sox, Dodgers, Twins and Angels. But that all went up in the air over the weekend, a bit like trampolines in British back gardens, thanks to Storm Kira. And although it looks like the main parts of the trade are still now back on, with Mookie Betts and David Price heading from the Red Sox to the Dodgers, it looks like Jock Peterson will now not be going to the Angels. He's a player who offers a lot of power, uh, particularly against right-handed pitching. So he did look like being a good addition for the Angels on a one-year contract. He's got one year left before becoming a free agent. So it looked like a good power source, adding him to the big-ticket acquisition of Anthony Rendon this offseason for the Halos. But it looks like it's all been called off. I'll be honest, I was kind of smiling at the thought of him having to take on Sean Manaya, Jesus Lozado and AJ Puck, considering how bad he's been against left-handed pitching. But we'll wait and see. It may be that the Angels are able to swing another package which will add him to the mix. But as it stands, Peterson is staying actually in LA rather than Anaheim. And now to introduce what's going to be a regular feature on this podcast. It's what I call Bring Your A's Game. In Bring Your A's Game, we'll be taking a look at some classic games from A's history, both in terms of ones that we've enjoyed watching in recent years, and also ones going back to those classic days in the 70s and late 80s. I'm going to start it off with a bit of an offbeat selection, though, because we always hear from baseball announcers that every day you go to a ballpark, you might see something new. And you can take that idea forward in respect of look at any game and there'll be something to catch your eye. I thought I would concentrate on Mike Fires, given all of the negative publicity he's been getting in some quarters. And whilst his no-hitter he pitched against the Reds last season would be an obvious place to start, I looked through his game logs and focused in on his third appearance in the green and gold. Now, Mike Fires joined the A's at the start of August 
2018. He made his debut at home against the Dodgers and followed it up at home against Seattle before his third appearance came against the Texas Rangers at the Coliseum on the 20th of August 2018. And he pitched extremely well. Fires gave up just one hit over seven shutout innings against the Rangers. It was one hit given up, one walk and one hit by pitch. The player he hit... Jerickson Profile, who played for the A's in 2019. I wonder if they talked about it. Now, the A's won the game 9-0 with Fires outdueling former A's starter Bartolo Colon, known to many as Big Sexy for reasons I have no idea of. But it wasn't just a memorable performance by Fires on that day. Batting 8th for the A's was Ramon Laureano, the laser. He had made his big league debut for the A's on the 3rd of August, and this was his 12th appearance, and a big one for him too. In the bottom of the second inning, he drove a 2-1 pitch over the right field wall for his first career big league home run. And then four innings later, he did it again, this time hitting a free run Jimmy Jack down at a field line, both coming off Bartolo Cologne. Just a couple of weeks later, on the 7th of September, Laureano led off a game against the Rangers at the Coliseum with a home run, and he followed it up with another in the sixth inning. Laureano hit 24 home runs in 2019, but those two games against the Rangers, uh, there's only two cases so far where he has had a multi-homer, or multi-homer if you're American, game so far in his career. So, there we are, the 20th of August, 2018. Mike Fires pitching seven shutout innings, one hit ball, and Ramon Laureano hitting his first two big league home runs. And that's about it for our first edition of this new podcast. The A's coming into camp, as I mentioned earlier, on Wednesday, with pitchers and catchers reporting, although you often see other hitters getting there early too. So we're not likely to see too much in the way of new player additions over the next month or so, but we are going to finally see the team back out on the field in Arizona. Can't wait for it. Hope you've enjoyed this first edition of the A's UK podcast. As I mentioned, I'm doing this one solo today, but hopefully in the next one, either Hannah or Dom will be here, maybe even both of them. And that should be coming to you next Monday, so Monday the 17th. The A's will be back in camp. There'll be plenty of stories to talk about, I'm sure. So can't wait for that. Don't forget to follow us at Oakland Day UK on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. And of course, subscribe to this brand new podcast so that you don't miss a thing. I'm Matt Smith. Thanks a lot for listening to A's UK Podcast. We know, we know.